That sounds like something your dad would say. You're on, sir. All right. We're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, thanks for returning. Um, was not not our intention to offend or to drive people <laughs> away, but uh, but uh, we want to edify you. Now we were in we are in First Corinthians chapter twelve, and I want to continue in that chapter. Okay. Uh, because uh, after verse eleven, uh, which says he give he gives. Uh, uh, divides these gifts to every man severally as he will. And so if you've got a gift and you have, if you're saved mm -hmm. or gifts, you may have more than one. Some people do, uh, but it's, it's all uh, based upon God's will. What he already knows about you oh, yeah. uh, past, present and future. And future. And so it's according to his will. Mm -hmm. Now, Paul continues in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all members of that one body being one, being many are one body, so also is Christ. And so uh, God has, has uh, uh, gifted and enclosed all the gifts that are possible for men to have in a body of believers. Mm -hmm. And that body is the church of Jesus Christ. It's also called the building of Jesus Christ. And, and, and so we're all in one body. So we need to respect one another's gifts. Absolutely. Don't get puffed up with your gift. Use it for God's glory, not for your own. We're going to get to that. Then verse 13 says, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Now, that's not water. Baptism. That's baptism of the spirit. The baptism spirit. of the spirit. And the moment you get saved, you are baptized or immersed in the Holy Spirit of God. And that Holy Spirit comes into you and dwells with you and stays with you. Yes. And you're not to grieve that Holy Spirit of God. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. And he says, if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? And I've got some jokes about that, which I can't tell you well, now. We, yeah, let's not go there. Yeah. And it says, but now, and here's the verse I want to zero in on. But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body. You know, the, uh, I do not have a finger on my forehead unless it's somebody else's finger. That's right. And, and my nose does not grow out of my chin. God put all the members of our body in the exact, right, correct, perfect place amen however you know uh, you, you you just introduced some 
really interesting visual imagery there um, through those examples. That's enough. <laughs> okay. And it says, and if they were all one member, where were the body? And now are ye they many members yet but one body? And the eye can, but now are they many members yet but one body? Isn't it amazing? We all have different jobs to do. Oh, we're talking about gifts. We all have different gifts. And that's the picture the Apostle Paul, through the moving of the Holy Spirit, is telling us. Pastor, would you say that the Apostle Paul was given the gift of, uh, would you consider zeal mm. a gift? Uh, I certainly would. Mm. But zeal is not in itself a sin. No. No, no. It's an energy. Mm -hmm. It's it's an ambition. I think it's a, I think it's a gift. Yeah, it's a gift. And it says here, but now are the okay. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, that's what we and and that that's part of what we've been saying for years. You we're all in the same body. Uh, and then it says, nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Yeah. I know people that have had a little finger amputated for what reason or another. No, I do too. And do you know they can't do as many things with that hand, although only slightly hindered, Mm -hmm. that I can do having all five fingers. And it says, and those, and those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. That is, if we're doing it right, and we're thinking right about this thing, and we're becoming mature in the Lord Jesus Christ, this is how we're to think about the gifts. Right. Yeah. For our comely parts have no need. What? Here's the thing. Who cares if you're physically beautiful? If you belong to Jesus Christ... You're beautiful to God. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And it says, for our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together. Here again, it's talking about those gifts. Having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? If you think you only have one gift, use it for God's glory. That's right. And you'll be beautiful in his sight and useful. That's right. Even if it's something that's considered as, you know, simple and, and uh, as, as being the front door greeter at church on Sunday mornings, if you're good at it. That's right. And if it's your gift. And you, you want to be faithful to it, that's a gift also. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do. Do it with all thy might. Do it with thy might. And that's correct. And that's what we're talking about with gifts. It's a gift. And then it says, um, 
uh, let's go back to verse 24 of chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. But uh, for our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but the members should have the same care for one another. Wow. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. You see, have you ever been taught all this about spiritual gifts? I think this teaching is lacking in many of our churches. Yeah. You think? Yeah. And it says, now ye are the body of Christ and members in in particular. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, and after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? And these are rhetorical questions. No. But covet earnestly the best gifts. What are the best gifts? The ones that God gave to you. The ones that you have. The ones that you have. And he says, and yet I show you a more excellent way. This is amazing. Uh, there's a verse in here that I'm going to, that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to read to you. Okay. Okay. And then we're going to go into first Corinthians 14 at a, in a subsequent time. Okay. Probably next, probably our next session, which will be on Tuesday. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Okay. So it says this in, in chapter 13, a lot of people call that the love chapter. Mm-hmm. Of course, in the King James, the word charity is used. It's the same word uh, for love. Okay. Right. Okay. And so people call this the love chapter. Can I ask you something? <laughs> Eight times we see charity or love in 1 Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. Correct? Correct. In 1 John chapter 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see over 20 times, I think it's to, 23, uh, tw- it? 23 times we see the word love. So which one is the love chapter? Well, well I wouldn't think the one heavier in love. Oh, but we, but nay, they're both the love chapter. Did you just say chapter, thir- <laughs> chapter 13 of first Corinthians is talking about the principles of love. And First John chapter 4 is talking about the practices of love. Uh, if you want to know about love, read them both. But I'm, uh, I've uh, swayed a little bit off course, but I did that on purpose. It says here, Paul says, though I speak with the tongues of men. Now, it's important to understand this because in chapter 14, he's going to describe uh, what these tongues are. Yeah. He says, though I speak with the tongues of men. And, am, and have not charity, 
I am become as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Mm-hmm. You're just a pile of noise mm-hmm. if you don't have love. And though I have the gift, oh, here you go, look at that gift. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. You see what binds these gifts together? is true, honest, abiding, downright, needed love. Amen. And though I bestow all my gifts to feed the poor, oh boy, (laughs) and though I give my body to be burned, now, he's exaggerating here, okay? Well, yeah, of course. And have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Mm. In other words, he's not t- he's not puffing up his chest, throwing his head up and looking down at other people. He's talking about the things that bind together spiritual gifts. Chapter 13, verse 4 of 1 Corinthians. A charity suffereth long. What? Be patient. And is kind. Charity envieth not. Don't be jealous of another's gifts. Be glad for yours and be glad for his or hers, as the case may be. As I've said before, gifts are generic. That means mankind, humankind. Okay. Okay. Um, It says, uh, uh, charity suffereth long. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself is not puffed up. <clears throat> we are not to look down on any believer in Jesus Christ. That's right. We are to, if they need to be built up, we need to do the building up if that's our gift. Talking about charity, doth not behave itself unseemly. Boy. That's a tough one. That covers a multitude of sins, doesn't it? Boy, it, sure does. it seeketh not her own. Oh, there's no egotism in real love, is there? Mm-hmm. Is not easily provoked. Oh, dear. Hey, by the way, is it wrong to be angry? No, it's not wrong to be angry. It's, it's wrong to sin when you're angry. That's right, because the book of Ephesians, and yeah. we'll get to that verse we're coming to. Well, it, I, says, it says, be angry and sin not. Too. By the way, uh, the Bible says God is angry with the wicked every day. Is he a sinner? No. no. But what this is saying, don't be, don't be easily provoked. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Sharon and I got married, we were both very biblical. We loved each other. Mostly because we both love the word of God. I loved her because she was beautiful. And I can't, for the love of me, think of why she loves me. But she does. Me either. And I'm not arguing. Okay. <laughs> oh, where was I? You, <laughs> Sorry about that. He's not easily performed. Oh, I meant to say it. We had a rule. And our rule was based on the verse in Ephesians, which says, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on thy wrath. We vowed that we would not go to bed angry with one another. Mm-hmm. That's a great rule. Yeah, and it's, and it's held up pretty well because 
I've given her a lot of reason to be. And <laughs> she puts up with a lot. Okay. And it says, it, it, it not easily provoked. Uh, charity thinketh no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity. You know what? One of the things we should not say to sinners, yeah, it's good. Yeah, you deserve that. That's a good for That's good. You deserved it. No, they may have, but we need to keep our mouth shut about that. We not we not rejoice in in iniquity, not in ours, not in theirs. Mm-hmm. It says, but rejoiceth in the truth. Jesus said in John chapter seventeen in his priestly prayer, he said, "Sanctify them by the truth. Thy word is truth." And if we say anything that's opposed to this word of God, um, we we need to be corrected and quickly. Because it's his word, this truth. That's right. Okay. Okay. Um, Verse 7, it beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Look at all this stuff. Charity never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Now, here's the verse I wanted to get to. (laughs) Does that mean there'll be no more preaching? No. It means there will be no more foretelling of the future. And I'm getting to the verse that tells us that specifically. Whether there be charity, charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether they be tongues, are you listening? They shall what? They shall cease. Whether they be knowledge, it shall vanish away. And all the Apostle Paul is saying, if you if you can speak Hebrew, Greek, and Latin, and Spanish, that's okay. That's great. Yeah. But one day there will come, and it'll be the millennial reign of Christ, when there will be no need. Mm-mm. There won't be any need for any of these. Because kids. tongues, plural, We'll cease. I don't know what we'll always be speaking. Perhaps Hebrew. I don't know. I have no idea because Jesus is the king of the Jews, and that's the only reason I say that. And uh, I hasten to say the scripture doesn't tell us what language it'll be. But whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. And here's the verse I want uh, to make plain. It says, for we know in part, and we prophesy in part, But when, I just love chronological words in the Bible, but when that which is perfect is come, when is that going to be? When the perfect one returns to earth with his army of saints on a white horse and he plants his feet on the earth. And that's called his second coming, not the rapture, rapture. but the return of him. When that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. All this other stuff will not be needed. That's why these things shall cease. And he says this, when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. And he says, for when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child and thought as a child. 
But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And so what he's saying is we're to grow from maternity, that's being born again, to maturity. That's to complete sanctification. Then he says this, for now, here's one of those chronological words again. How much time do I have left, Curtis? Um, just under 10 minutes. Just under 10 minutes. Yes, sir. We'll get, that's enough time to finish this and to introduce our next podcast. I think so. For now we see through a glass darkly, says Paul. Now what does that mean? If there's, if there's colored glass and certain colored glasses... You, you can't see through it perfectly. Mm -mm. You might be able to see images. You might be able to see a shadow of, an, of, of, of someone. You might be able to see movement. Yeah. But it's not a perfect image. Mm -mm. It's not one that's totally understandable. Sometimes it's not totally clear. And not totally clear. And so Paul says now, mm -hmm. in this body, having all these gifts mm -hmm. and having all these admonitions, we see through a glass darkly. Mm -hmm. We don't, we're not going to totally understand it. And then he says this, <laughs> but then, here's that a chronological word. Yeah. And folks, if you're a student of the word of God, these chronological words are really, really, really important because they help you to rightly divide the word of truth. He says, now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. We, we sing a hymn in our evangelical fundamental churches. Face to face with Christ my Savior. Face to face what will it be? Well, here's Paul telling you what it'll be. That's right. He says, now I, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Maybe one of the smartest men ever lived was the Apostle Paul. You know what I mean? Maybe. He spoke many languages. Yes, he did. I mean, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He certainly and was. Boy, he was a, and he was the apostle to the Gentiles. Right. He was the apostle to the church age. I want you to know, he's smart. He says, well, not, now I know part. Here we go again. But then shall I know even as also I am known. And guess who knows all things? Mm -hmm. God, known unto God, are all his works from the beginning. Acts chapter 15, 18. If you memorize that verse, it would make so many other scriptures clear to you. Yeah. Known unto God are all his works for again. Well, when I'm face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ, then I'll know, even as also I am known. That's right. Imagine that. <laughs> now, I'm going to close with this verse. I know they'll leave some time un, unused. Um, well, no, I'll, I'll introduce the next, the next uh, okay. podcast. It says, now, there's, that, there's a chronology word, abideth faith, hope. By the way, you want to define hope as confidence. Mm -hmm. Now abideth faith. Hope, charity. Love. That's love. Mm -hmm. And that charity means a giving love. These three. But the greatest of these is charity. Yep. 
Now, having said that, we've got about six minutes left, if I read that clock correctly. You're reading it correctly, sir. So remember, this is all about gifts. All this is about spiritual gifts. And he's still talking about spiritual gifts in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. Right. And he says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. But rather that ye may prophesy. Mm -hmm. And then he says this, for he that speaketh in an untone, an unknown tongue, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue. And the King James, that word unknown is in or in italics, which means it, it wasn't probably in the original manuscript, but the word for charity or love indicates mm -hmm. the word for tongue mm -hmm. here indicates what it is. Mm -hmm. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, watch it. I'm going to be speaking to certain certain tiers of, of uh, fundamentalism, which isn't. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him. And he's being sarcastic. That is definitely sarcasm. Because unknown tongues do not edify anybody. Oh, well, let's continue. <laughs> He says, he, he, if he speaks in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him. I've got about four minutes left. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take us quickly. Now, this is an introduction to our next, to our next podcast. But with regard to tongues and speaking in tongues, I want to take you to the book of Acts. Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Kurt knows exactly where I'm going. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, I'm not so sure. So here's the day of Pentecost. Yeah. There's 120 in the upper room. They're all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to preach. And it says there in verse 4 of Acts chapter 2, uh, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, oh, not oh, oh, unknown not, tongues, right. but other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. They all spoke different languages. Now, when this was noised, abroad the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Oh, so what they were hearing was real existing Language. languages foreign to the Jews, mm -hmm. but to people who were gathered together and all of these nations are named. So the preachers at that time could have been preaching in Hebrew and the listeners could have been hearing in their own language. Except I think, except I think that they were given the gift of other tongues. Okay. That's how I believe it, Curtis. Well, I, I believe it that way, too. Okay. All right. I'm just... So they to... heard him. Okay, let's continue. Okay. Uh, and it, then it says, and they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? How, And how hear we every man 
in our own tongue wherein we were born. And then there's 14 different com uh, companies. So, so the gift of tongues is not unknown tongues. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about that in chapter 14. And we will kick some shins and bruise some egos maybe, but we don't want to. We just want to speak the truth in love. That's right. Well, let's wrap it up for today. Okay. Now, we talked about salvation. Get saved today. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Would you please? Then you'll be gifted by the Holy Spirit, and then you'll use it to his honor and glory. And we'll give him the praise and glory as we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Pastor, thank you for that wonderful hour. And uh, thank you, listeners, for joining in. We hope you were greatly blessed and, and edified by what you heard today. Be with us uh, again tomorrow morning, if you would. Uh, we will be broadcasting once again tomorrow morning about the same time, around 10, 10.30 a.m., so be looking for us. Uh, we'll be there, and we hope that we see you there, too. Until then, God bless and keep you. This is the Christian Underground News Network, signing off until Tuesday morning. We'll talk to you soon.